0: This episode of Motley Fool Answers is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage process into the 21st century with fast, easy, and a completely online process. Check out Rocket Mortgage today at fool. This is Motley Fool Answers, and I'm Alison Southwick. I'm joined, as always, by Robert Brokamp, personal finance expert here at The Motley Fool. Hello, bro! Happy holidays, Allison. Happy holidays to you, too. Well, thank you. Have you already tackled some people on your shopping list? Holiday shopping list? Well, no, (laughs) not tackled literally. I bought
1: some of their presents, yes. Yes, Yes, I have. (laughs) And I do have a note of all the other things I am considering.
0: Wow. I am going to help you be an even better gift giver. So the That's people, why I was waiting. The people who are lower on your list are going to thank me because today we're going to talk about five scientifically proven ways to be a better gift giver, and then we're also going to talk about how to give the gift of stock. All that and more on this week's episode of Motley Fool Answers. It's time for Answers Answers! and Today's question comes from Anne from California. She writes, I have two sons who have introduced me to the Motley Fool. Yay! (laughs) They seem to have everything they want for Christmas and are enjoying investing. I was thinking about giving them the gift of stock for Christmas. I know little children usually get Disney stock. Do you have a suggestion for guys in their 20s who believe in buying and holding? Also, any ideas for how to present the gift?
1: Hmm. Well, first, let's talk a little bit, just logistics very quickly, about giving stock. So, in Anne's situation, it sounds like her boys already have brokerage accounts. And unless she has access to those accounts and legal authority to go in there and buy the stocks, her best bet probably is to just give them money and ensure with an iron fist some way that they actually use it to buy the stock. There are lots of services out there that will facilitate you buying stock as a gift. And while I don't I haven't used all of them, here are some of the ones that most get commonly mentioned. UniqueStockgift.com uh, give a share.com, frame a which so you can buy the share and then put it in a frame. It looks nice on the wall. Um, one that gets more attention these days is called Stockpile because you can actually buy gift cards, either for a specific company or just an amount. You give it to the person. The person goes online, opens the account, and then they buy the stock. Um, if you're giving it to someone who is 18 or younger, generally speaking, it has to be a custodial account. So, another parent or grown-up will have to be on the account when they open it. So, that's a consideration if you want to give, you know, little Johnny a share of Disney stock or something like that. So, another way around that is just to buy the stock within your own accounts. And this is what we do, um, what I do with my kids. They, the stock is actually in my account, they just know that they own it, and, and I'll give them some sort of cash they equivalent trust at some point in, in the future.
0: All right, that covers the logistics of buying stock for someone else, but Anne really wanted to know what stock ideas we have and how to present the gift.
1: That's a good question. Do you have an answer for her, Allison? Of course, I have an answer because
0: I I prepared and I did my homework. So my answer is, uh, guys in their twenties, long-term buy and hold. Buy them Under Armour, and then when you present the gift you buy them like an Under Armour shirt or a sweatshirt, and then you present it along with the shirt, whether it's a card or whatever in there. So they get the thing and then the stock as well. That's my bajillion-dollar awesome idea.
1: And I think that's a great idea. So I used that idea and looked at some of the top recommendations in our services and came up with some other stocks to consider. So if they like video games, consider Activision Blizzard. Which makes the Call of Duty games uh, as well as many others. So you can buy the game and the stock. Uh, big coffee drinkers, of course, there's Starbucks, Starbucks right? Yeah. You get yeah. the gift card and the share of stock. Do it yourselfers, Home Depot is a stock that I personally own. I also own Starbucks, by the way. Um, give a gift certificate, a tool belt, whatever, and then the share of stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who like, sweets or ice cream, there's Nestle, which makes Haagen-Dazs, Kit Kat, or if you're giving shares of stock to your dog, they make Purina, so Nestle (laughs) is a possibility. Um, For the crafty people, there's Etsy. A lot of people don't know that Etsy is actually a publicly traded company. Um, and, uh, And if your sons are single and you want to give them a little hint that they should maybe settle down. (laughs) There's Match.com, so you can give them shares of Match.com, and then maybe a premium subscription.
0: And I already filled out your profile for you. (laughs) It says that you're very handsome and you love your mother most of all. (laughs) Uh, also, if they're a drinker, they're Sam Adams. That is true, yes. <laughs> not not that it's your fault, Mom. You did not lead them to that. And only if they're of legal age. Yes. All right.
2: Do you have any uh, suggestions, Rick? Um, much like your idea, Allison, I think that you should buy them a Tesla, and Ooh. then you put the, the, the little card in the glove box of the Tesla. Uh-huh. And, uh, um, no? Is that, I think that'll
1: work. <laughs> oh, I think that's a great idea.
2: I think actually you could just give them the Tesla stock and te- and like a matchbox car or something and say, you know, if you hold this for long enough, it will be enough to buy you a new Tesla. And someday you go. it'll be
0: a real car. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if
1: you want to give a Tesla, but you don't know who to give it to, just remember your good friends here at Motley Full Answers. Because
0: <laughs> that's a common thing. I really just want to give someone a Tesla, but I can't think of anyone who would take it.
2: So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> something for all of you to consider.
2: Mollyville answers. We need Teslas. If you're listening, <laughs> Elon, just send them our way.
0: Yeah. So there you go, Anne. Those are our best recommendations. I hope they help. And you know, while you're out there shopping for stock, maybe get a little something for yourself too. <laughs> Thanks to Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans for sponsoring today's episode. Give yourself the gift of refinancing your home or getting a shiny new mortgage with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. You can do it all online or through their app, and it only takes eight steps. So take a break from online shopping in your snuggly holiday PJs and check out Rocket Mortgage today at QuickenLoans.com/fool. Equal housing lender licensed in all fifty states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number thirty thirty. No pressure, bro, but you are being judged on the gifts you are giving people this holiday season. Do you feel pressure? Did you feel pressure before, but now you feel pressure because I'm like making you feel pressured? (laughs) I feel pressure. Well, Today we're going to talk about five scientifically proven ways to be a better gift giver. But first, we have to talk about the scientific benefits to you, the gift giver, because as they always say, it's better to give than to receive. But did you know that it's true?
1: Uh, Let's see if you can prove it to me. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm dubious.
0: According to a 2008 paper uh, from some people at Harvard Business School, maybe heard you've of heard it. of it, they asked 16 adults to rate their general feelings of happiness on a scale before and after they received a bonus at work and report on how much of the bonus they spent on themselves, gifts, and charity. So, spending on gifts and charity was a better predictor of their happiness than the size of the bonus. So, Giving, giving, giving the money away made people happier than spending it on themselves.
1: Well, that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Somehow we are hardwired to enjoy giving gifts. Like some fancy scientists, you know, put the things on the brain and then, like, whatever they study it. And it turns out that giving gifts lights up parts of our brain way more than receiving them. Uh, And then maybe I don't know. It's like some sort of evolutionary thing where it's like, let's all be happy family so we can survive the harsh winter together. Here, have a gift.
1: I believe it. Okay. I believe it.
0: I don't think this was a tough one to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you had to be too skeptical. All right. So, the first way that you can be a better gift giver is if you're going to give charitable donations in someone else's name, it tends to fall flat.
1: Yeah. Actually, that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Yeah, so this is a huge become a huge trend lately where you're like, oh, I'm not going to give you a gift. I'm going to donate to this charity in your name. But the Journal of Organizational Behavior and Human Decision Processes. Wow, I'm a subscriber, aren't you? (laughs) Uh,
1: Just for the pictures. Yeah,
0: and so they did. They uh, wrote about a study where they presented some gift, some hypothetical gift givers, some people with six gifts that they could give to someone they knew. So uh, some of the options were a basic travel mug a ballpoint pen, etc. And other options were donations to charities. So, Givers chose to give charitable donations forty percent of the time. However, recipients said they really would have just preferred a mundane, dumb gift like the pen. Like <laughs> the pen? Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out the resp- the reactions were a little different depending on how close you were to the person. So distant friends and spouses were the ones who did not appreciate charitable donations. Researchers found uh, one woman, for example, said he cared about the world but not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I can see
1: how it's compelling, right? I mean, I I, I believe any research that says do- donating money to a charity makes you feel good. But if you're giving that as a gift, I bet you get that feeling like, wow, we're giving a charity. But the person who received it, like, oh, I, didn't, I, I wasn't the one I wasn't who was giving it. If you gave me money and then I donated it, yeah. I'd feel a little better.
0: Yeah. So that's true. So that's my bottom line piece of advice is if if you are going to give someone the gift of giving to a charity, you should choose an organization that allows the recipients to pick whatever charity they oh, want. Okay. And so there are a few of them. Uh, for example, tisbest.org or justgive.org. dot org. They do charge a small fee to help you with the whole process, um, but you still get the tax deduction as the giver. So uh, um, nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next piece of advice is that simple and practical is better than extravagant and expensive. Hmm. That was that was a skeptical.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see about
0: that. Okay. 2009 issue of another one of your favorites, Journal of Experimental Social Psychology, wrote about a study where students were paired off and they had to give pens to each other. Yes, again, <laughs> pens. And The givers thought their friends would prefer a heavy, fancy, special occasion pen, but the getters, the receivers, in fact, preferred the cheaper, lighter, portable one. So The idea is that people don't necessarily know or even appreciate how much time or money you spent with the gift, they just care about how it fits into their life. Hmm. Another study, this one from Yale. Uh, in the Journal of Consumer Research, they asked people to imagine giving a gift that was either, and this gets very oddly specific, either entry-level video editing software that was just basic but easy to use, or fancy video editing software that was expensive and had a higher learning curve. Givers chose to give the fancy software, whereas recipients just said they totally wanted the basic software.
1: Oh yeah, I can understand that for sure. Yeah, yeah, That's like video games. I, I, I always ask for one or two video games. A year for the holidays, even though I don't have time to play with them. And I want the one that's going to let me get right in there and get into the game. Any of these long, involved games that have these stories that take a hundred hours to play, yeah, forget it.
0: Yeah. So, bottom line advice: just ask people what they want and give them something practical. (laughs) (laughs) That was also a skeptical face, Rick. It's true. All right. You don't like you don't like the idea of just asking people for what they want.
2: Uh, it's just like giving them cash. Why bother?
1: Well, I will tell you, the only thing my wife has asked for this year, and I've already bought it, was a rug cleaner. Like That's what she wants, so he, she has it. From my perspective, it's not a lot of fun, and I still want to get her something a little, a little more yeah. interesting than that. My wife wants socks.
0: <laughs> right? You know why? Because the gift is about them and their needs, not about you and your desire to like make a statement about who you are and the gift think, that you're giving.
2: I just tell her, go buy socks if you need socks.
1: <laughs> Don't you think there's a, There is still the expectation that you you get something that they didn't ask for, but that you were thoughtful enough to anticipate what they wanted. That's the tricky part, I think.
0: Women, am I right? No, I mean, the people in general. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, here's a surprising one: Don't go overboard on the wrapping paper. I'm sure you are very elaborate and you have all these bows and whistles and bows and whistles. I, I don't know I don't know, but the point is stop, bro. Okay, stop. Keep
1: my whistles to myself
0: <laughs> I don't know. According to a professor of marketing at Yale University, if you overdo the wrapping paper and it's like gorgeous, like we've all seen like gorgeously wrapped presents, it sets this really high level of expectation, so then when they open it, they're like, "Oh. <laughs> So he said it's kind of like giving someone a Sears gift card in a Tiffany box.
1: So stick to newspaper.
0: That's paper pretty much bags. what he said. Like, just put it in a paper bag. Just do like a <laughs> modest wrapping, yeah. and it'll be great.
1: Sorry, I didn't have time to wrap this.
0: Yeah. Tiffany. Right? Yeah. I don't Actually, know. that
1: would be a bigger surprise to find something like that. Wrapped in, in comics little, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. you know? yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. All right. Next one. Don't give little gifts along with a big gift. So this kind of did go against my advice that I gave Anne from California, but stay with me here. Okay. All right. This one has a name. It's called the Presenter's Paradox. <laughs> it's also from the Journal of Consumer Research. A Virginia Tech professor found that if you pair a fancy gift with a not so fancy gift, the cheaper gift cheapens the fancy gift. Like we somehow do some sort of Averaging out of your gifts. So here's the test they ran, and it's not pen related. <laughs> uh, you pretend to be a gift giver, and your option is to either give an iPod and a case, or an iPod, a case, and a free song. So the gift givers tended to give iPod case and a free song. Why not? Right. However, when they asked people to value out the gift options, they said that the iPod and case was worth $242, whereas the iPod, case, and song was only worth $176. Yeah, because
1: the song is $0.99. It just brings
0: down the average. Yeah. Isn't that Mm, crazy? Interesting. So don't give little gifts along with big ones is the lesson there. And again, that goes against the advice that I gave to Ann about doing stock plus an Under Armour shirt, but some Under Armour shirts are very expensive.
1: So I have to find something that's just as big as a rug cleaner for my wife, otherwise she's just not going to like it.
2: Doesn't that a little, depend on like the order you give it in? Like if you give someone an iTunes gift card, and they're like, oh, thanks. And then you say, oh yeah, and here's the iPod. The, tes- the Tesla.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe give it a shot. Maybe that helps. If it's like separate Probably, yeah. and like building expectations, maybe that'll work.
2: What do these scientists know?
0: <laughs> All right, final one. It turns out that the thought really does count. This is a 2012 study from the Journal of Experimental Psychology. And people were at, give kind of a weird unwanted gift, which was not again, not a pen, but it was a small wooden ruler from a museum gift shop. And The recipient rated it as more desirable when they were told that it had been thoughtfully picked out for them. So, a weird gift doesn't seem bad when you understand that the person was at least trying to be thoughtful. So, if the thought counts, you need to mention the thought. And, bro, I want to tell you You
1: have a pen for me?
0: That I got you this pen. It is a standard issue (laughs) Motley Fool pen, and um, it's a really lovely pen. And it made me think of you because of all of our times working together at the Motley Fool and because you're such a good writer.
1: Oh, see, now that's very thoughtful. Thank you very much. I hope that
0: you will write with that pen and look back longingly on the days we got to work I, together. I will use
1: it on my computer every day. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> 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 huh? huh? It worked. It worked. Wow. I, I do need that back. That's though. what I figured. <laughs> uh, all right, so that is. Five ways to be the best giver, and here's a bonus, the worst present you can possibly give someone ever. And Those of you who are on our Facebook group already know that I believe this, but picture it. You're walking through Costco and you see a giant 93-inch teddy bear. It costs $289. Uh, yeah. And you think, wouldn't it be hilarious if I bought my wife-girlfriend-other that giant teddy bear. Oh, we would laugh. And we are this. Yes, yes. This is the best idea I've ever had. No, <laughs> no. It is the worst idea. Never buy a woman a gift as a joke because you're not that funny. And if you are going to do it, don't make it a 93 inch teddy bear. That is just going to be a massive headache to try and get rid of.
1: It's huge. I've seen this thing.
0: And there's, they make one that's 53 inches. It's still 40 inches too big. <laughs> like, just don't, don't do it. Don't buy the massive teddy bear. The joke will not bring as much joy um, to balance out how horrible it's going to be for her to drag that out to the trash and beg <laughs> the garbage man to take it away someday. Because it takes up. I mean, how many square feet is that taking up in your house? It's a big bear, no question about it. So there you go. If you're going to buy anything, just don't buy the big Costco bear. By the way, full disclosure: I own shares of Costco. <laughs> <laughs> just buy them shares of Costco instead. There what you go. if they bought
2: shares of Costco and put it in the hands of the big teddy bear?
0: No, that's still awful. <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do the big teddy bear. And none of you listeners out there who are like, "Oh, I really love the show." Wouldn't it be funny if I bought Allison the big teddy bear for Christmas? No, no, it will not be funny. (laughs) Just
1: stick with the Tesla, folks.
0: Just stick with. Just stick with sending me a postcard. That's all I want. Okay, all right. That's all I got. Do you feel better equipped? Like, have I changed your mind on some gift ideas you were thinking of doing, bro?
1: Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I, I do think there's something to the whole order thing, like the the. And I, I, this is one of my mistakes. I wrap all the presents and then hide them away so no one can see them. And then I bring them all out and I, and, and I have to give them to my wife or my kids. <laughs> I'm like, i like, open it up so I remember what it was. Mm. <laughs> and I, I do regret the order in which things get opened
0: sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's just important to remember that gift giving is about them, not about you and what you're trying to say about yourself through the gift.
1: All right. I'll keep it in mind.
0: All right. Just don't do the job. I need-
2: well, all, it be. all
0: right, before we go, we wanted to offer up some of the places where we like to go shopping for Christmas gifts. And bro, you're going to go first. What's go your first. like go-to stop for getting gifts for people? Well, these are By prepared. the way, none of these people are sponsors, unfortunately. But I will gladly accept your money.
1: Right. So I will start with The place I always go, especially if I'm looking for something for someone who loves science fiction or fantasy, or just looking for something a little offbeat, and that is thinkgeek.com. It's a website, but they do have some stores as well. And if you are looking for a gift for anyone who loves Star Wars, Harry Potter, Star Trek, Doctor Who. Gaming. Gaming. All that stuff will be there. It's got Death Star waffle makers, it's got Pokemon serving bowl set, it's got... Wookiee robes. I mean, it's got a Star Trek Bluetooth communicator. You could use the phone. Really offbeat stuff and a lot of good gag stuff as well. So if you don't know what to get, visit ThinkGeek.com. And then there's also one of my favorite sites, awkwardfamilyphotos.com, which is always good for a laugh, but they also sell hilarious t shirts. Oh. They also sell calendars and they sell books like Born to be Awkward, Celebrating those Imperfect Moments of Babyhood, and I say that because one of the pictures I submitted to Awkward Family Photos is in that book. It made the book? It made the book. It was of my daughter and my two nephews toilet training together.
0: Oh, I remember that picture.
1: Yeah. So, those are my suggestions.
0: All right, Rick, how about you? What's your go-to shop for Christmas presents and holiday gifts? First of all, I want to know: Does Think
2: Geek have a Pokemon cookbook? Because I hear that's a hot item this year.
0: No, but a listener did mention that there does exist a Pokemon cookbook, but it's not. But it's actually a legitimate cookbook. It wasn't just like making fun of Pokemon names. Still
2: a market for you?
0: I think it's possible.
2: Well, (laughs) my go-to site is always Amazon because they have almost everything. But much like bro, uh, if you have a niche audience, uh, someone you need to shop for that likes things that may just be too hard to find on Amazon. There's one very similar to Think Geek, but it's strictly for photographers, called Photo Jojo. That's photo J O J O. And it's just like Think Geek, but photographers has weird things like coffee mugs that look like really expensive lenses and stuff like that. Oh. It's a fun place to go.
0: That is, that is extremely niche.
2: Yeah, but if you have that person in your life
0: well, I feel like a broken record that I'm talking about Etsy all the time lately, but I really do love going to Etsy to find unique handmade gifts or antiques. I have bought, ooh, I have bought soaps that looked like Oreo cookies. Mm, I have. Did bought, you confuse them with Oreos? No, but you could. Like visually, they looked exactly like Oreos. Let's do
1: that. Put it out in the office. See what happens. We should totally do. That. <laughs> For you, dirty mouth.
0: April Fool's Day. I'd <laughs> be horrible uh I've bought jewelry golden girls tea towels there's really something for everyone especially for the ladies in your life uh, and then I also really like uncommon goods they're like a, another a similar site in that it's um handmade stuff from people who are art- artisans i guess is how you would put it <laughs> I don't know I don't know what I'm saying but That's our suggestions, but we want to hear from you, the audience. Let us know where you like to go shopping for your holiday gifts so we can steal some of your ideas for our people.
1: Can we also ask them for holiday traditions?
2: Or is that too much?
0: And awkward family photos. And awkward family photos. <laughs> yeah. Please I also love... send over holiday traditions and awkward family photos. I'm asking, I'm actually, I have like three more asks in this episode, okay, by the way. Okay, keep
1: going. Well, it's the season of giving and everyone's going <gasps> to okay. be happy because they're giving us stuff.
0: If you want to give us the best gift ever... And I'm not gonna say postcard, but I would like to thank JT who sent one from Germany. Yabo. If you wanna give us the best gift ever, why not head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to the show and give us a review? It's always the right size, you don't have to worry about wrapping it. Uh, You can also support once you're done with that here's the fifth thing <laughs> fifth thing you could do I hope you're writing this down is support our philanthropy drive Our right. yes uh, we are supporting growing power this year they are an organization that helps uh, provide sustainable affordable healthy food as well as jobs and training to at-risk communities they basically create um, community gardens and then uh, delicious food happens and jobs and it's pretty cool so you can learn more at give.fool.com and the final thing, for all you Amazon Echo users out there, we just launched a skill, which I guess is like an app. Basically, you like, talk to this speaker, and then it like says stuff back to you so you can be like, "Hey, Alexa, because that's her name. What are my stocks looking like today?" And she'll tell you how your watch list is doing, and um you can ask her for stock quotes and how the market is doing and all kinds of stuff without having to, like, Stop making sugar cookies. Just talk. <laughs> just talk across the kitchen. So you can learn more about the Motley Fool skill for the Amazon Echo at fool.com. Alexa. Whoo, does that cover everything? So we want people to send us, just to recap, <laughs> we want you to send us your favorite places to do your holiday shopping. We want you to send us your favorite holiday traditions. Yeah. Uh, Rick wants some awkward family holiday photos. Uh, I want you to go leave us a review on iTunes. And the whole fool wants you to donate to our philanthropy uh, drive this year, which is at give.fool.com, And just for you, Amazon Echo users out there, you can go to fool.com. Alexa. That was like one, two, three, four, five. Six. I've asked for like seven things. I only gave people five pieces of advice if you don't count not buying the teddy bear.
1: But we gave them some websites too. So it evens out.
0: Oh, <sighs> I hope so. This is a lot of asks.
2: It feels better to give, so it's really a gift to ask them to give. That's true.
0: You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> You're welcome. You're going to feel so good after giving us all these things. Okay, alright We're going to do a mailbag episode two weeks from now, so go ahead and get them in under the wire if you can. The email is answers at fool.com. And you know what? Since we talked about stocks on the show, we should probably have a disclaimer. And here it is. Motley Fool analysts may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's the show. It is edited charitably by Rick Engdahl. For Robert Brokamp, I'm Allison Southwick. Stay Foolish, everybody!